about the importance of having expertise um, before you start making judgments about mm -hmm. treatments. What is required before someone is considered an expert or someone who is suitably qualified to give out medical advice? Okay, so I think a good way to answer that would be to explain, you know, what is involved in medical training and uh, the training, you know, to become an expert in a certain field. So the basic medical degree is the uh, MBBS and you have to do science subjects at A-level uh, to start that and then in medical school you actually study a number of uh, separate disciplines or separate subjects within that. So for example you study anatomy which is the structure of the body, you study physiology which is how the body works, uh, biochemistry which is the chemical processes in the, cell, in the cells and so on and the body, pharmacology which is how drugs work, pathology which is how uh, diseases work in the body, immunology is how the body fights back. Uh, so that's the that's a whole sort of series of subjects you have to gain competence in. Uh, then the clinical part of the work is where you actually go to hospitals or clinics or operating theatres and you see how medicine works day to day with patients. You learn how to examine patients, how to take a history, asking about what their symptoms and problems are uh, and so on. And then you also have a whole host of exams and assessments and, and practical exams. So it's, it's quite a rigorous process. Uh, once you've done that, then you've got your basic medical degree. And even that is just a very first step. And then you have to go through a number of years of training, maybe seven, ten, maybe more years of training, uh, the postgraduate training. And if you like, that's a kind of apprenticeship where you, you work, but you're closely supervised by more senior doctors and uh, who, who check you and monitor you and test you um, and, and uh, you go through these uh, you also have assessments you have exams and you go through these years of experience and then eventually you will be you will get that subspeciality um, training or competence in that area of medicine and there are many many specialities and subspecialities within medicine like surgery uh, general medicine family medicine uh, other types of surgery, cardiology, oncology for cancer, ophthalmology for eyes, radiology for imaging, and so on. So you will then get your your competence and your training, uh, and you'll be allowed to then practice independently, as it were, uh, in that area. Um, it's important as well to understand that there's two issues. One is you asked about giving advice. So, you know, yes, you do need the knowledge and expertise and experience to give advice, but it's even more stringent when it comes to actually making a specific advice to a patient. That patient comes to you with certain problems and said, I have X, Y, and Z, what's the matter with me? You have to go through a process of diagnosing the patient and then advising and then treating the patient. And that is, you know, you, it requires much more experience and knowledge and know-how to do that. Um, so that should be borne in mind. Um, I think you can contrast that with, with other types of um, studying or other types of doctors or expertise, which, which is there, there's no doubt. So if you take, for example, someone who's got a PhD in a, certain, in a particular science, so out of those subjects I mentioned, someone might, they might be interested in anatomy or they might be interested in uh, biochemistry or, or pharmacology. So in that one subject, they'll go in more depth and they might do research in a very small part of that. And in that small area, they'll be world experts. There's no doubt about that. But that doesn't give them that, that, that uh, global training 
uh, or that global knowledge base and they've not gone through those years of actual practical experience and training and vetting in order to be able to treat patients. So it's a, it's a completely different scenario. Uh, when I talk about, about this, uh, the kind of rigorous training that doctors have to go through to become a doctor and to specialise, the, the purpose is not to say, right, we're doctors, we know, this, we know our stuff and you, you have to listen to us and that kind of thing. That's not the, the point. That's not the point. The point is to realise, and there's a nice uh, saying in Arabic, which if you translate that as you increase in knowledge, uh, that as you increase in knowledge, you increase in humility. And I think that's what happens and that's what you see. That as you get more, as you have more knowledge, medical knowledge, experience and expertise within medicine, within your field, you actually become more careful and cautious and, and, and you're very careful to stay within the bounds of your knowledge. That's really important. And if you actually work in any kind of medical situation, uh, whether it's in hospitals or clinics or whatever, you will see that this is how doctors work that they will stick to their, their knowledge, they will stick to their expertise, and they won't go beyond that. And if there is a problem outside that, outside their field, they will go to another expert, another specialist, and they will get, get uh, their help. And that's how we work as doctors safely together in teams to bring out the best outcome for the patient. Um, it is no longer at all possible for one person or one doctor to be an expert in, in all fields, you know, to be an expert in vaccinology, immunology, cancer medicine, uh, cardiology, it's simply not possible and it's not safe to do that. Um, rather doctors, you know, they work together in teams and this, and this is how we work. Now, uh, to give you an example of that, I live, um, I work in a, in a major cancer centre and this is how we work. You know, we have teams of doctors, we have a multidisciplinary team meeting twice a week well, we have doctors from all the different specialities, cancer, radiation oncology, radiology, pathology, and so on. And we sit together, together. We give, for each patient, we'll, we'll give our assessment from different angles. And then together, we'll make a collective decision that this treatment plan or these two options are the best for the patient. And then we will take it to the patient and then discuss with them and see if they want to go, go ahead with that. So that's how medicine works, and that's how medicine uh, works in a way that is safe and is best for the patient. Oh.